All right. So you kind of gave me the script for the in-house salesperson. What about the appointment person? Yeah, man. OSA. So, you know, we go in, we give our spiel about, you know, hey, the market's really tough right now. You know, houses in Vegas, they've been on the, like back in April, you know, we had 4,000 uh, active listings. Now we're up to 12,000. You know, Which we talk- is true. It's it, a lot. It's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- th- those are the numbers. And then, you know, we talk about how long the houses have been on the market. Yeah. You know, have you been watching the news? You know, <laughs> yeah. Biden's really messing things up, aren't, isn't he? Yeah. You know, so we get really like, it's a lot of fear um, because yeah. I mean, everything that we say is true, it um, is but true. it's, we're setting the stage for our offer, right? So yeah. we're saying, hey, like if you don't provide that context and we just walk in and say, hey, you know, here's our offer, 60% of ARV. Yeah. You know, very few people are going to take that. But when no. you take the time to say, hey, like, wouldn't you agree that, you know, we're, we're headed into a recession or a lot of, by a lot of experts, we're already in a recession. Yeah. Right. So, and then you get them to agree, you know, you walk through that whole process and then, you know, we start with, okay, so there's a couple different ways that we can do this deal, right? There's, if you walk into a car dealership and, you know, you have a big bag of cash, you're going to expect a discount, right, Mr. Seller? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Right. So that's the same way that we do with houses. It's not the only way that we buy a house, but it's, um, one of the ways. So then that sets the tone for our cash offer. Okay. If the cash offer doesn't work, then that's where we move into, okay, well, just like when you buy a car, you know, you, you might finance it. Right. Yeah. So then we talk about if owner financing is going to be a good fit Yeah. or we move into then innovation. Um, or again, last resort is we'll, we'll do it as a listing. Got it. But again, usually we walk in with one or two of those strategies before we, um, get into the property because we know like what is going to be the best fit for us yeah. and hopefully what the best thing is for the seller. Yeah. And what I think also is like with good salespeople, they're going to get the easy ones, right? The people that you you could say 60% right off the bat and they sign. But a good salesperson is the ones that could take the people who want 80 down to 60 yep. or 90 down to 75. That's a good salesperson, not someone that just gets the layups. Of course. Yeah. I mean, and that's why we worry about close ratios. Mm-hmm. That's like, like, what are our top guys doing versus what are our middle of the road guys and what are our lower performer guys are doing? So that way you can measure that because yeah. you're absolutely correct, right? Like the best salespeople are, number one, they're problem solvers, right? Yeah. Like they're able to take a look at this situation and say, all right, a seller finance deal is what's going to work the best for them and it's going to be the best for the company, yeah. right? Or whatever it might be. So I, I agree 100%. Okay, so let's say someone is looking to hire a new acquisition person, OSA, ISA, for their real estate company. Do you want that person to have real estate experience or what are you looking for for that specifically? Ideally, um, everybody that we hire here has to have real estate experience. Okay. I mean, Luckily, we're a big fish, so a lot of people want to come work here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so everyone that we hire definitely has real estate experience. For someone that is just starting out, I'd love to hear your opinion, but I say yes anyway. I, I yeah. think because there's such a big, there's a steep learning curve with real uh, with real estate. Yeah, you got People have to speak the language. People yep. have to talk about, you know, ARV or understand how to calculate it even. Otherwise, yeah. Every deal you're going to start to be evaluating and you're not saving that much time at that point because, you know, you want somebody who's going to be able to take a look at a deal, understand what our buy box is, how to be able to negotiate on it and be able to do that on the fly. And it takes a lot to train somebody up like that. 100%. But what kind of experience? Because like, let's just say our boy Austin right here, Mm -hmm. right? He's, He's recording us. He's listened to Ryan for years. 
he probably knows a little bit about real estate just from listening to Ryan. Mm -hmm. But do you want someone like that or you're looking for someone who's actually done real estate? I would look for somebody who has at least done a deal, done a few deals, but might not want to do everything on their own. And that's what, that's a lot of people that we get at um, Home Run Offer are people who have gone on their own, but they're like, dude, like, I don't want to worry about all dispoing, all the other stuff. I just want to lock up deals. Yeah. And so that's somebody who I would be pursuing um, in my company. For sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, some of the best sales people that I've hired had legitimate sales experience already. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't like, teaching them from scratch about building rapport, setting the stage, closing, follow-up. Like they already knew to do those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think regardless, you need to hire somebody. If they don't have real estate experience, they need to have a lot of sales experience. Yeah. And a a lot of hunger too. A lot of hunger. Yeah. And then let's talk about pay. So what should you be paying for in ISA, OSA? And obviously not exact percentages and stuff like that, but as yeah. far as like salary, commission. So um, I'll get, I'll, without getting into the specifics, like I'll break down what we do. So we do a small base for the first three months okay. um, while they're getting ramped, while they're figuring things out because we pay out when the deal closes, right? We don't uh-huh. pay out the second they lock up a contract. We pay out like once everybody gets paid and settled. So sometimes it takes time for uh, that to get, Lock, uh, ramped up for a brand new salesperson. So we give yeah. them a small base yeah. and then we do a percentage of the profit. Mm-hmm. And then if, um, so the ISA gets a piece, the OSA gets a piece. Um, and then if for whatever reason, the OSA can't close it, mm-hmm. then the ISA gets both pieces because they they set it and they they closed it. Oh, Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. 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 So that's the way that we break it down. And uh-huh. that's the way I would recommend anybody do it. Um, like I said, you're probably going to have to give out a larger percentage when you first get started, yeah. Because you're, it's you know, you're a new company and you're not proven yet, yeah. So people are going to need that, yeah. And then you should talk to your salesperson up front and say, "Hey, we're starting you off at this because you're the only person. We're closing one to two deals, three deals a month. But once we scale and get to five, six, ten, fifteen, we can't continue at this same commission. hundred percent." Yeah. Yeah. And that's something like as the leads increase, as the deals get easier. Yeah. And that's something that you definitely need to iron out in the very beginning yeah. and write it into your agreement. Yeah. So that way there's no confusion. Yep. Um, you know, you don't leave a bad taste in anybody's mouth. You know, everybody's yeah. just everybody's on the same page. Everybody's working hard. Yeah. And everyone's happy. 